0: Welcome back, everybody. Sorry for the wait. Uh, episode 3 of Below 500. I'm Gooch. I'm Hunter. And no, I'm Wiz. Sorry for the delay, everybody. We are. We know we're a week late with this episode. We I promise we did record an episode last week. We're trying out new platforms for recording, trying to get our quality better for you guys. And one of our hosts, who is named hunter failed to upload his recording for the episode and we had to scrap the entire thing because he has the worst wi-fi that i have ever seen in my life
1: yes it's true it's true
0: hunter go ahead and tell us so because of this we're trying to troubleshoot all our issues for this episode so all three of us ran a speed test on our internet connection before I record this. Hunter, go ahead and hit us with your numbers uh, for your blazing fast internet speed.
1: All right. well my download speed is a whopping 7.23 megabits per second and my upload speed is 0.12 megabits per second.
0: With, just just for a frame of reference y'all live like what two hours apart?
2: Two hours apart.
0: Give yeah. Tell tell give me your numbers, Liz. Right now,
2: I'm running it again because I got a low number a second ago. Right now, I'm like four, probably gonna Could hit be over 500. Uh, 488.
0: What's your upload?
2: Upload, it's going right now. Looks about 15.
0: 15. At Le- least it's above zero. My my
2: upload is faster than your download, and that's what's sad. Oh Jesus!
0: All right, so. Good luck to all three of us for this one. Um, We're just gonna jump right into it. Uh, We uh, NFL schedules came out this week, so we're gonna go through. Are we giving full week one predictions?
2: No, I say we just um, maybe some games we're really excited to see. And uh,
0: okay, well, you're someone go someone go before me because I pulled up the 2020 week one schedule.
2: I will start it off. I am ready for the 2021 season to start. Cowboys are playing opening night on Thursday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is finally our... It is finally our year. We're going to come out and stomp the Buccaneers. We're going to... No one's going to be able to hate. We're going to come out with the best win of the season.
0: Hunter, I know that you take like the majority of the shit on here for being a Texans fan. Can you... Like, please calculate for me how many years in a row that is that before week one, it was the Cowboys year.
2: Okay, but, you know, we play the Giants week one most years, and it's s- like, we win. But then – I would say it's if, been
1: since the 90s.
2: If we play the Bucks and win week one, like, I'm not saying we're going to, but if we do, the Cowboys are going to be the talk of the week.
0: This this feels like a, you're already watering down your prediction. You went from it's gonna be our year to it, if it, we win, no, it'll be the top. It's perfect.
2: Of the week. We beat the Bucks. And who who's gonna stand out of the way?
1: Right, it's like, like
2: twenty fourteen when Romo when we went like twelve and four with Romo, I think, and he beat the Seahawks that year. I think it's gonna be that kind of game. It's gonna be like
0: How'd y'all do in the playoffs that year? Uh, Des caught it. Okay.
1: All right. Moving on. Another week. one is Jacksonville at Houston. I'm excited for actually, that? I might be going to that game, looking at end zone tickets, but I will probably kill myself if I see Tebow catch a touchdown in front of my house. I was
0: about to ask you if you're going to get end zone to watch Tebow score on y'all. If hey. Tebow
1: scores in front of me, I'm streaking the field.
0: <laughs> who's, who's starting under center free all that week? Yes.
2: Davis Mills?
1: No, probably not. I would put my money on Tyrod Taylor because they already said that Davis Mills was project quarterback, but I, I just I view Tyrod as a bridge, really.
2: If, if Watson's still on the team, I think the NFL would want that Clemson quarterback showdown, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, no doubt they would, but there's just no telling if Watson's going to be on the NFL commissioner's list, commissioner's exempt list, or what.
0: I want to go back to you saying that uh, Tyrod is a bridge—a bridge to what? A bridge to the number one overall pick. Because that's the only place Tyrod's taking y'all.
2: Who's Tyrod been replaced by? Josh Herbert. Allen, Josh, Justin I Herbert.
0: I mean, if anything, this is like the best news we've heard about Davis Mills so far is that he's backing up Tyrod Taylor.
2: Tyrod Taylor got benched by Nate Peter – or for Nate Peterman. Oof. Because they were like, what? They were like 500 on the season. They're like, maybe Nate Peterman can do more for us.
1: And then Tyrod Taylor came back and led them to the playoffs. Well, because Nate Peterman Tyron threw five be-
2: interceptions, but –
1: we're not asking Tyrod to be like Deshaun Watson. We're asking Tyrod to be a game manager. You have
0: Brandon Speaking Cooks of... and
1: Nico Collins out wide. We got oh. uh, yeah, okay. I knew I knew that was coming. We got a great trio of running backs. Probably Philip Lindsay gonna be our lead. And then you have David Johnson and, and Mark Ingram as a third down running back.
2: I would put uh-huh. money on it that David Johnson is gonna get the majority of carries week one.
1: Week one, yeah, because he's more familiar in the offense than Philip Lindsay is.
2: Barring injury, he'll get more carries or more touches all season. Our coordinator is still Wednesday.
1: Tim Kelly, so it's the same offense.
0: Speaking of Nate Peterman, I think that might be the best Davis Mills comp I've heard since draft day.
1: I've never heard that comp, so you just came up with that.
0: Yeah, By it's I the best it. one because I'm a genius.
2: Is there is there any matchup you're excited for, Gooch?
0: Um. I'm excited for the complete opposite side of your week one matchup, the Bucks versus Cowboys.
1: Because I know you're
0: probably in your head going over all the Super Bowl champions that lost week one, but run down the Bucks roster. The Bucks lost hardly anybody from their Super Bowl roster. Like they're returning a good portion of that team.
2: And they didn't lose any starters. Yeah, exactly. They
0: lose and I mean, it's Tom Brady and I've been a Tom Brady fan and a football fan for long enough that I know that you don't bet against Tom Brady. And yeah, y'all drafted a bunch of defense. So like <coughs> there, there's two scenarios that you're kind of looking at for the Cowboys on the defensive side of the ball. And that's y'all roll out the same butthole veteran offense that y'all had last year and get lit the fuck up. Or y'all trot out all these rookies that y'all got and Tom Brady exposes all these rookie draft picks and puts up four.
2: But we we finally have a good defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. He's done good things in different places. He was with Seattle when they won their Super Bowl. Is
0: he Is he going to fucking coordinate y'all's toilet bowl defense?
2: Okay, think about this. We might sign Richard Sherman. That's that's a rumor. So, but we have um Trevon Diggs, who was a really good rookie corner until he got injured last year. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, who's one of the best D linemen, and we do probably have the best linebacking core in the league. I think if Dan Quinn can come in and get a couple pieces to settle in right, we'll be top 15. We might be 15. <laughs>
0: Let me run down these. Um, I mean, I feel obligated to say that I'm excited for Patriots Dolphins Week One. Uh, I have
1: one that I'm excited for. Whenever you're done,
0: like I think it's gonna be the first time I've ever been excited for a Patriots Dolphins matchup. Like I think honestly, these teams stack up pretty good. And I mean, I think I think we all kind of know but don't want to say that like cam's gonna be under center week one for the patriots but um I think he will or won't? i think he will i said I, I think i think we all would like to see that turn into a quarterback competition but i mean when has Belichick ever put a year one quarterback under center like, he just doesn't do it. He doesn't play rookie quarterbacks. Like, I don't – there's not no way really around that. Um, but I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about this matchup with how the Dolphins have been improving.
1: Talking about Cam, another matchup I'm excited for is for his previous team, Carolina and Jets. Jets visit Carolina – Sam Darnold versus the team that came up on him. I feel like there's some tensions there. And I feel like Darnold wants – it's a revenge game for him.
2: The Panthers are better than New York right now. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. They're going to roll out Zach Wilson. It's his first ever game.
0: You're Four
1: excited. they be expi- prone to be mistakes.
0: Yeah, it's the Jets. There's always yeah. mistakes. Uh, You're excited to see Christian McCaffrey run for 185 yards in week one.
1: I'm just excited to see Donald get defense, or defense, revenge, because I feel like the Jets gave up on him when they really shouldn't. Why would they give up on him when they never surrounded him with anything?
0: One that I'm excited for is uh, getting away from the Patriots. This is going to be tough to watch for me, Um, but Bears and Rams on Sunday night football is like a sneaky good (laughs) matchup I mean, I think the Rams definitely have the upper hand in this one, but you get you get Justin Fields versus Matthew Stafford. I'm gonna vomit seeing Justin Fields walk out in a Bears uniform. And the Bears' second round pick this year was uh, Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State, so I'm sure he'll get he'll probably start for the Bears, but I. I'm I'm interested to see that one. I said, I th- definitely think the Rams were the better team, but I'm interested to see like how much better Fields makes the Bears.
1: I'm interested to see what Matthew Stafford does around a good to back him up. Finally, that's what I'm excited to see. Matthew Stafford has been nothing but average in Detroit. Not him itself, but the team. He he can only do what he's. He can only do his best with what's given around him.
2: I mean, Matthew Stafford's pretty much been in a Romo role in Detroit. Like, come back after comeback, or you'd come back, tie it up, or take the lead just for the other team to march it right down with 30 seconds on the clock. Yeah, He, he has never gotten the benefit of the doubt with that defense.
0: Yeah. He's and got the
1: clutch gene, but he doesn't have a defense to help him out. Right, and now win. he
0: does. Because, like, the Rams have playmakers all over the defensive side of the ball, which is another reason I found this game interesting because, like, we're going to get to see Ooh. Justin Fields get just absolutely baptized by fire right out the gate.
1: That is true. I don't know what the root of your Justin Fields hate is. Is this because Chicago got him instead of New
0: England? I, no, I love Justin Fields. There's no hate oh, for Justin okay. Fields on my part. It's all Chicago hate and me not wanting to see him play there.
1: So like, you just don't like Chicago because? it just
0: They're just not – a fun team. I just, I can't so get behind crazy. them. The okay, yeah. The only, the made, only thing
1: good that they got going for them is defense. They've never got their offense down until, except for like prime Jay Cutler
0: days. Yeah, I've I've been out on the Bears ever since the uh Trubisky experiment.
1: Oh God,
2: that was awful.
1: See, I'm still yeah. out a little bit on Fields because the Ohio State quarterback stigma.
2: You know, Ohio State quarterback has never made a Pro Bowl. I, really? I, I saw it's that one quarterback who converted to punter later in his career made a Pro Bowl as a punter. But that's it.
1: Imagine so. being a quarterback in a college and a great quarterback to get drafted and then convert to a punter.
2: And that was like forever ago, I think. So probably was ass. But that's what one... they tried to
1: do with Braxton Miller, quarterback to wide oh, right yeah. receiver, and they did.
2: And he was asked for the Texans. Yep. But. One more thing before we move on from the schedule. Do y'all see any upsets or? Because I'm I'm going to give mine and.
0: Well, I don't know the lines. Well, start, well, go. D- just, like, just
2: personal. You, you, you think? I am going to be on this team's bandwagon next season. Just rooting for them. I think the Browns come out week one and beat Kansas City. In Kansas
1: City. Ooh. See, I what mean. I was... My upset's more of Cincinnati over Minnesota. See, I know. whiz I mean, Gooch isn't gonna like that one because that's a
0: good one. I, I was I was actually playing with that one. Like, I oh, I man. can see that. Which I I was in my head wondering if that's even an upset.
1: I mean, I I feel like Minnesota's the obvious favorite because of how their pass has been, but
2: they should have bigger aspirations.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I, think, uh, I really like uh, the
1: Browns over the Chiefs, though, because the Browns have a very, very bright future. I still wish J.J. Watt would have went in there and signed and you'd have a pass rush with Miles Garrett on one side and Watt on the other.
2: I'm excited for Taysom Hill versus... Um, who, who's the is Packers he, Was he named the starter?
1: Or is Blake Bortles. Starter?
2: Blake Bortles, yes. I just saw yeah. the Packers. Yeah. The Packers signed Blake Bortles.
0: Bortles. That's fantastic. I mean, that that just solidifies. Like, I don't know what's been going on inside that front office, but that tells you everything you need to know. Aaron Rodgers will never suit up for Green Bay again. Like,
2: there's been I, contradicting, a, like, reports. Some reports saying he's in a, he's told teammates he's gonna come back, and some reports that he's told teammates to try and get traded with him. So
0: he, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know what's a going no- on. It's a known fact that he has been actively steering free agents away from Green Bay. So I would say, like, I, I can't imagine him doing that. And then on the other side, telling his teammates that he's going to stick it out. Like,
1: Devontae Adams came out and said the other day that if Rodgers has gone, it's not a certainty that he'll stay too, but it's also not a certainty that he'll be leave. Or it's not certain he'll stay. It's not certain he'll leave. Like he said, that tells me
0: nothing.
1: It's just no. That just that just proves that when Rogers gone, all your stars are out too. Oh yeah. So when Rogers is gone, it's a full rebuild.
2: I like the rumors that Rogers wants to go to Denver to take over that division from Patrick Mahomes. Rogers wants Rogers wants to prove he's that shit.
1: I want to see Rogers go to Las Vegas. I feel like that'd be fun. That seems under Gruden. I feel like it'd be fun to watch under Gruden. I mean
0: I I I do see like Rogers being a Gruden guy. Like yeah. I think those two would just come together. Gruden grinder. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think Gruden would absolutely fall in love with him. You
1: know, Gruden loves his veteran quarterbacks. Oh yeah. If if Rogers wants to go somewhere to be appreciated and babied, Las Vegas is a place to go.
0: But you just gotta think like, what's he gonna have there? Like, is he's not gonna have like he the has, tools?
1: He's used have, to having a good tight end, or he, he he loves throwing tight ends. He has Darren Waller.
0: That that's true. Henry Rugs.
1: Yeah, I'm about to say Henry Ruggs. Um, who else? No one. Hey, you um, know what he I mean, will have, Hunter? Do what?
2: You know what he will have? A nightclub in the end zone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's very true. News came out the other day that the Raiders are installing a nightclub for their end zone. And I think they should focus they should emphasize winning before putting a nightclub in the end zone.
0: Or or maybe this is the right way to go, because everyone says it takes money to make money. And that's true. You gotta get people in the in the stadium somehow, and they ain't coming to watch
1: the games. This brings crying in the club to a whole new level when the get blown out. <laughs> um,
2: so this pisses me off for one reason. So, apparently a few other, like, basketball teams, I think one or two NFL teams actually have clubs, but, uh, like, nightclubs. But it pisses me off that the Raiders, it, what it looks like, it's taking up one of the end zones, like, lower mm-hmm. levels. Mm-hmm. And yeah. fans, are, a bunch of fans should be there, not a club where people are just drinking. Because I, I bet the people, I mean, the majority Las of the Vegas. people there are not going to be paying attention to the game. It's, I'm it.
1: waiting for the one overthrown ball to fuck up somebody's bottle service. Oh my! God.
0: Oh, it's it's Las Vegas. So like, I just can't wait for Las Vegas to get like Thursday night football, and they're setting up for a field goal, and you've just got a titty bar right behind the goalpost. <laughs>
2: Uh, NFL is just
1: going to have to blur the
0: whole <laughs> chunk behind.
1: Why is the screen fuzzy behind the field goal? <laughs> behind the goal post.
0: Oh, a, NFL gives Monday Night Football to HBO and it's strictly Raiders <laughs> games.
1: <laughs> oh my
2: God. Oh, but, man. I, know, I, I think it it's cool. Goal.
0: Just don't get there. Raiders get the Nickelodeon broadcast last year.
2: <laughs> it,
0: it's, just, it, it. it's just strippers getting slimed.
2: Oh my God! Who who is a who is commentating at <laughs> the actual NFL player? Uh,
0: I don't, I didn't even I watch can't it. remember Nate Nate who
2: something or oh Nate Sudfield. Nate no not Nate Sudfield. He
1: was the yeah, rec- was. Uh, he
2: was a Patriots receiver, wasn't he? Or Nate Burleson. Nate Burleson no? was he a Patriots? He a... He
1: was... yeah, yeah 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 Nate Burleson. The... Nate Sudfield so he's he's still playing, isn't he? Yeah Nate Burleson
2: was he a Patriots receiver?
1: Yeah, receiver. Nate Sudfield's on the Eagles, I think. <laughs>
2: Okay, but like, imagine, imagine they the camera pans over to the whatever people are getting lap dances and shit, and then Nate Burleson has to explain to the fourteen year old on broadcast with him what's going on. Oh,
0: oh, oh uh, he's he's not supposed to be touching the dancers.
2: Clubs where I go to, that's not allowed.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you
1: know, yeah, he's getting thrown out. Get Michael Irvin on the on the oh my on the interview.
2: Hey, that that's my dream. We got to get one day get Michael Irvin on here.
1: Oh, that's never happening. If it does, I'll be sick that week.
2: Michael, Ir- okay, y'all got to admit, Michael Irvin is
0: amazing. Y'all oh, would,
2: y'all would love doing- to have Michael Irvin as
0: a veteran just, on your team. I just want to ask him questions about Coke. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. He might
2: get pissed about that.
0: He lost. Just,
1: off. Ask, just asking about the championships that he's won. Dude. But Michael
2: Irvin is great because I – his, like, pregame recording videos they play before games at AT AT&T Stadium will get you hyped beyond belief.
1: Yeah. I mean, at least Michael's been around a winning culture.
0: Okay. Speaking of guests and winning cultures, would you all rather have Michael Irving – Irvin, however the fuck. Irvin. Or Kendrick Perkins on as a guest.
2: Michael Irvin.
1: As much as I hate Kendrick Perkins and the Cowboys, at least Kendrick Perkins is funny. And he would do
0: us shit to talk about, like saying that it's harder to win an NBA championship oh. than an NFL championship.
2: That pissed me off this so is, much the this NBA. is like
1: apples and oranges. That's diff- NBA is it's NFL is a team sport. It's not just one person that can carry a team in the NFL. You got 53 men on a roster.
2: One man yeah. goes down, that could ruin your season. Exactly. One one good corner on a staple defense, one, I mean, your quarterback, a top receiver, you know, you're done for.
1: At the same I mean, time, I would that say that one person who goes around, down,
0: NBA, NBA, whole team. NBA, like, from a championship perspective, one player on an NBA roster can make you a championship caliber team. I mean, it – this is like a really overused example, but literally look at the Bulls in the 90s. They went back to back to back, and then Michael Jordan decided to play double A baseball for a year and a half, and then they went back to back to back. Like, that, that's all Like that's all the proof you need, and then, like, turn around, and uh, the Lakers, when was the Lakers' last championship before last year? Oh, nine. I was thinking, oh, oh, eight.
2: So, so Lakers, you're saying the NBA uh, is harder?
0: No, it's easier. It's, it's easier. Just,
2: the right player get, gets you. You it.
0: get one player, and all of a sudden, your team, no, no matter what they were before, I mean, the right player can turn you into a championship caliber team. Like we were saying.
2: We have LeBron eight years in a row in the East.
0: Yeah. Well, not like 2010. Was, if you 2010 look at the, Lakers, the Lakers, last one. Yeah. So the Lakers were on a 10 year championship drought and then signed LeBron. Two years later, championship.
1: You don't see that happening in, in the NFL, Except right? I Tom mean, however, <laughs> I don't know. Let me play devil's advocate. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers went out and signed Ta- uh, Tom Brady next season. Went to, won the Super Bowl,
0: but they didn't just sign Tom Brady. They signed Tom Brady and Gronk and Antonio Brown and um, Leonard Fournette. First round. And Oh, linemen. Yeah, like they put a bunch of pieces together and they had a like very solid defense to complement. Yeah. That. I'm just so, you,
1: like, no, I'm 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 all all for that they're both different. Kendra Perkins is nobody's talking about. It wasn't it wasn't Tampa like
0: Bay. Tom Brady came to Tampa Bay and just did it with all the pieces that they had the year before. Like that was yeah, era, an entirely different team.
1: Yeah. No, I was just trying to like play a little devil's advocate with the comparisons there
2: I mean I think I think a good example is like you see Utah and Suns fans are worried to get matched up against the Lakers like those teams are yeah. a lot more all around better but they're scared of LeBron they're scared of that one player right like run through them.
0: and like in a seven game series one player could just decide mm-hmm. that he's going to turn it on for four games
2: and yeah in it. I don't know. So, is is it easier or harder to have a seven game series versus a one NFL
0: game? I think I think it's more accurate. Like, I think I think in like sports with a, a seven or even a five game series, you see like the better team, even if even if it's not the higher seeded team the truly better team make it through that series more often than not. Whereas, like, with a one-game playoff, you you get your des caught at moments or um, who was it? Was it the Packers and Seahawks that had that really controversial pass interference?
2: Oh, the, no, the um, – are you talking about pass interference or the catch in the end zone where, like, yeah. the defender and the receiver both caught it?
0: Something like that. Or in that, and maybe there was support.
2: no no, you're talking about the Rams Saints. The passing that NFL.
0: one too. I was thinking. I was thinking of the uh, catch in the end zone. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, like that. Those are all really good examples of the risks of a one-game playoff.
2: Yeah. But I think NFL has to be one game because the toll it takes on your body. Oh yeah, I mean, I think
0: you, you got to play one game a week. So like, you're gonna have you're gonna have a seven-game series take two months.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> and and every I don't know, every year, especially after Dak went down last year, and I've got family. My my father in law is a Texans fan, so Hunter will know this one. When, when uh, Deshaun Watson went down, one of his first seasons, it's just the the rest of the seasons unwatchable.
1: And yeah, it's, it's so painful one, to watch.
2: One one injury like that takes you out of the entire season. You have, you've got no hope.
0: Or like like talking about how much harder it is to win a championship in the NFL go back to uh a few years ago when the eagles beat the patriots tell me that like even even in like a best two out of 3 that the eagles are that much better oh or, they,
2: they don't win the best two
0: yeah that's what i'm saying like all they had to do was win one game
2: i mean like, tom brady's three championship losses are all that situation he probably wins all Nine times out of ten. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And I think that shows how it's one game and all the card all, all the right cards could fall. There's the Broncos against the Seahawks when the first snap goes over Peyton Manning's head. Hi. But I think that's enough of
1: that. Um, yeah. Well which, yeah, recently, yeah, Russell Westbrook.
0: To, yeah, you got it.
1: Okay, Russell Westbrook passed Oscar Robinson for the most career triple doubles.
0: Dude, this blew my mind because I remember – I want to say it was the first year – no, it was the year that uh, Kevin Durant got injured and missed like Mm -hmm. most of the season or the whole season, and he put together like seven consecutive or ten consecutive triple doubles. And it was kind of the first time that anyone talked about this. And so I was like, "Oh, like what's what's the record for the most consecutive triple doubles?" And I remember looking it up, and it was like forty-five or fifty something. And I was like, "Holy shit!" And I remember like, and then looking up the all-time like rankings and seeing Oscar Robertson at one hundred and eighty-two. And both of those, I was like, "These records will never be never be broke." Like in today's NBA, these are one of those rare records that will stand forever. And now, then Westbrook broke the single season record. And so I was like, oh wow, like that's impressive. But then he left the Thunder and I was like, well, I doubt he'll break the all-time record now that he's gonna go play with Harden or stars on other teams rather than just being by himself in Oklahoma City. So seeing these two records broken that like I thought literally would stand forever is amazing.
1: How many was it? One hundred and eighty. How many was it? Uh,
0: Oscar Robertson had one hundred and eighty-one,
1: and so Westbrook broke up with one hundred eighty-two. Yes, I mean the man's been averaging tri- triple doubles
0: for several years now. Four
1: seasons yeah. in a row. Uh,
0: I don't think he. I don't. <clears throat> I don't think he did it in a row. I think he had one in the middle there that was. Tall.
2: No, I, th- I think like if you took the averages of all four seasons, it would be, even oh, though, like maybe. he did below it for one season.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you average that across because he was so much higher, like those years in Oklahoma City, he was like not just like kind of averaging, really, he was like blowing it out of the water.
2: Oh, yeah, and right now he's putting up like 20 rebound, 20 assist games, which is just ridiculous.
0: And like it just absolutely infuriates me. This, the stat padding argument is irrelevant, like because. It, I just don't understand it. I don't understand how it's still a thing. People haven't, like, poked enough holes in this yet. He's – he does the things he does to keep the teams he's on competitive. Without Russell Westbrook and his triple doubles, the Thunder are not competitive in those last two or three years. Um. Lost my train of thought. What was it? Uh, that padding. Um. And his teammates, like you can go back and look. Almost every single teammate Russell Westbrook has ever played with is on record saying to the media that Russell Westbrook is one of, if not the best teammate they've ever had. So this idea
1: with Houston get rid of him.
0: This idea that what Russell Westbrook is like a locker room like killer, or like you can't win with him because he can't like play with other people it's just not true it's completely fabricated and it's just I'm so sick and tired of it if you guys didn't notice I broke this out just for recording today my OG Russell Westbrook jersey I just hear a list in there
1: still Adidas
2: I've got a little bit speaking of Westbrook's teammates I have a little bit of a pro rant for him uh, of course every time anyone does something great some someone's gotta take him down a couple notches I believe it was Shannon Sharp was saying to discredit Russell Westbrook was saying that he's had so many great stars he's played with why hasn't he why hasn't he won anything so for starters he it off Katie Ibaka and Harden for one Westbrook wasn't at his triple double no. level then. He was Harden like was nowhere near where coming. he's at now. And Ibaka was still it was just a role player. He was a good role player, which is a role player then. It, but Westbrook wasn't the, the star of that team.
0: No, he was like a young point guard in the league. Like that, that was the team that like he kind of started to make a name for himself on. Like before that, that team that went to the finals against the Heat, like he wasn't like a household name in the NBA.
2: Mm-hmm. And then he had the nerve to put Old Depot on there, like <laughs> like Westbrook and Old Depot were expected to win anything. Yeah. And then then he put Paul George. And when Paul George came on that team, Westbrook kind of took a back seat for him.
1: Yeah, because it was, and he had to do it too for Mellow too, because Mellow that was still whenever mm-hmm. he was hot-headed, he oh, was going to have a big Oh dream. yeah, they,
2: they were both there at the same time, weren't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah they they took a back time. seat for him. He was still averaging triple-doubler pretty near
1: but yeah, point blank. Yeah, they point lost blank in the Russell playoffs Westbrook. because of the. A, he's a team player and a competitor at the mm-hmm. same time. He's somebody that you want to have on your team.
0: Well, and he's just so dominant on whatever team he's on. I He's one of the most athletically gifted players in any sport, but like in the history of basketball for sure. But the thing is, is that's his whole game, like his athleticism. And so like when it's clicking and he's feeling it, then he's unstoppable, and it doesn't matter who you put on the court with him. He's going to find a way to win. But when he's off and he's not feeling it, he will drag the whole team down with him. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not his fault. It's just his play style.
1: Yeah, that's the only thing that I would say is maybe he needs to work on a shooting because especially if he's cold, he wants it to keep trying to get but- hot. That's I think his, yeah. field, his percentage was awful. That's the only thing that's holding him back. I, I think, think that's wanted... also
2: coaching because when he was with the Rockets – I loved him with the Rockets. He was injured, so I feel bad for the way things turned out. But
1: See, yeah, I love the role that he had yeah. behind James Harden to where he was a more of a facilitator but also mm-hmm. a second scorer. He wasn't relied on to score prominently. But
2: if you noticed when he, he was having a bad shooting night with the Rockets, he, it seemed like he was having the worst shooting nights of his life because – um, Mike Tiantoni would not stop him because that was Mike Tiantoni's offense so if he has a decent coach who can work with him I think he's fine
0: yeah, yeah. He,
2: he was an awful pair with D'Antoni though
0: so speaking of one of y'all mentioned uh, the Rockets blowing up that Harden-Westbrook pairing actually in preparation for this episode I read an article today talking about the kind of the backstory behind how that got blown up And a lot of people blame Westbrook for that. Mm -hmm. I actually read that Harden was, like, the big – not in, like, Harden being the one to blow it up, but Harden being the reason that, like, that team and, like, the chemistry Mm -hmm. fell apart. Yes. Because – Harden was tired. Well, so this was kind of an inside thing. I can't remember where this article came from. I wish I had saved it. But it was talking about how um, Westbrook is, like – Extremely professional when it comes to like basketball operations, and like he's like the type of guy that like if practice is at noon, and like you lock the doors at twelve oh one, and then apparently in the years that Harden had been there before he got there, uh, it was just like kind of a a players organization, oh yeah, and people would just kind of come and go. Harden ran the show and kind of played by his own rules. It was a uh, front office like assistant for the Rockets said that when Harden was with the Rockets, like practices didn't start on time, buses didn't leave on time, flights got delayed routinely, and that that caused problems between him and Westbrook almost as soon as Westbrook got there, because uh, Russell and Harden have been friends literally since they were playing AAU ball in Los Angeles. But Harden didn't have that kind of role with the Thunder. Harden was a bench player. He was, like, the best bench player in the NBA, but he wasn't the type of guy that, like, is allowed to show up 45 minutes late to media day. And there were stories of, like, uh, Westbrook, like, cutting out Dan Toney, trying to start, like, film sessions without Harden because he wouldn't show up, or trying to start, like, media sessions without Harden because he wouldn't be there and that it was actually Harden's they used they were very generous in using the word casual culture is what split that team
1: up I I 100% believe it because Harden came to he was also one that was babied he was basically the GM of that GM of that team because if he wanted somebody he's going to throw a fit unless they got him
2: Yeah. And I think I want to say it started as soon as D'Antoni got there because when we had a uh, Kevin McHale as head coach and um, Dwight Howard, it seemed like Kevin McHale was all Dwight Howard and everything. But as soon as D'Antoni walked in, Harden was his baby, and it, it's it's kind of crazy to think that Harden is still as good as he is with that kind of work ethic. Like imagine if he imagine if he put Westbrook's level of effort into it.
1: Yeah. yeah. And this is kind of like where I'm going to lead into a little bit of like a Daryl Moy praise because he was able to pull off everything. And it kind of hurts to see him go and go to Philly. But if whatever they wanted, Daryl Mori worked his magic and got it.
2: Mm-hmm. Apparently Daryl Mori was forced to make the trade for Westbrook and forced to trade away oh, Capella. Yeah.
1: I believe it. I'm really pissed that we got rid of Capella because he's a great young defensive oh, yeah.
2: center. Capella might be the best what would you say, like true
1: classic center in the NBA right now? I wouldn't say true classic. Classic. He is one of the top athletic centers, as in he can run up and down the court mm-hmm. and space the court.
2: But I mean, like a
1: traditional you... center is not able to do that. The traditional center is slow and has I'm, trouble up and down. I'm talking
2: about rim defender and
0: oh, can, I got you. Can so, can
2: make layups like he not. He is. not
0: not stretching it out to the perimeter.
2: Yeah. He, he he is the best at doing solely that,
0: I think. So,
1: like, uh, he's the best
2: bare minimum, bare bone center.
1: I don't want to say bare bones. I want to say, like, inside the paint center.
2: Yeah.
0: So, you know,
1: like, for lack of better words,
2: <laughs> an athletic traditional center. Yeah. yeah. Like, if Embiid didn't have a three point shot, mid range shot, so if Mb can only do what Capella did, Capella would do it better. Oh, yeah. In comparison, I guess. But is that enough NBA? Do y'all have any? That's, yeah, yeah, I think that's it's a pretty slow
0: thing. NBA week. Like yeah. well, last, last week of the season. season yeah, we'll yeah, have to, to talk about when we start to see kind of how the playoffs are going to shape up. But yeah,
1: I'm curious with the playoffs and the NBA head coaching vacancies pursuer hot seats really but we'll discuss that later
0: there's really only one MLB topic that I care to discuss this week um I went over the Cardinals the last couple weeks nothing's really changed still hot still on top of the division still right up there with the best records in the league uh we hit on this in the the lost episode that we didn't get to publish for y'all um I don't know if I said this on previous episodes or if it was just on the one that didn't get published. I
2: think it was just on the... So
0: I, I, lifelong Cardinals fan, Albert Pujols was like my motivation and my inspiration growing up as a baseball player. I, when his wife posted announcing his retirement at the end of the season within hours, I had tickets and a hotel booked to go watch him play in Arlington at the Rangers' new stadium, because that's the closest one to me. I don't give a rat's ass about the Angels or the Rangers. I strictly booked those tickets to see Pujols play in his last season. And the Angels pulled one of the most absolutely disgusting and disrespectful stunts that I've seen from a front office in releasing, just straight-up cutting a – First ballot hall of famer and arguably top five hitter of all time because he was batting sub 200 in the first 30 days of the regular season or first 30 games excuse me
1: it's something you don't want to see and it's a very unprofessional move made in the professional sport most professional sports nowadays is player friendly right to to see a professional team doing that it's just not as much as it pains me to
0: say it because i will say like the mlb like public relations department is working their asses off to change this image but you see it in kind of moves like this the mlb is still to a certain extent very much like an old white man's league Mm -hmm. and it's just troubling um i i did i uh, went on like a big heated rant i've had on our um episode from last week about this i've had some time to cool down but in my big passionate rant i said that i hope that like just the rangers like i hope the baseball gods just never let the angels recover from this and they finished they're currently dead last in the division and i said i hope they stay there for years to come and um sure enough since i uh Said that, um, what, what's the Angels record since Pujols cleared waivers?
1: They are three and four, three wins and four losses since the release of
0: Love It, Love to
1: See It. Yeah, I don't want to say his last name, but I didn't want to butcher it. Last Pujols, week, Otani?
0: Was... oh, yeah. about... no, no, I was talking oh. about Pujols. Oh, Tony. oh, okay. oh my you. He's,
1: he's the only well, player. So, I
0: like. There's a lot of people in the baseball world pretty mad about what the angels are doing with him and like being so greedy about having his bat in the lineup. Mm-hmm. They, he pitched seven innings and then just to keep him in the lineup, moved him out to right field, which exactly. I understand. Like, I mean, his bat is red hot right now. so like, I get it, but from like a risk management situation, I about to say, that,
1: that increases his injury risk mm-hmm. high
0: yeah almost like I would say it increases it more than him pit- finishing the inning pitching like because like what if he comes back out in right field in the eighth inning and has to make a throw to home plate like exactly oh, yeah. his arms had time to get cold get tight. he threw 86 pitches I think and yeah, then I had to go innings. Right? yeah this is yeah.
1: a very selfish move by mm-hmm. the angels but also the same token I feel like Otani could say no. So maybe he wants to. Maybe he's like –
0: He could, and that's like a big uh, thing you see in like foreign players in the MLB is like they're just down for whatever. Like I mean, you could take them or like guys from like the Dominican Republic, they'll play outfield, they'll play second base, they'll play catcher, they'll pitch if you need them to. Like those guys don't say no. Like growing up playing ball overseas like that, that's your only way out. Like if you're a kid playing in the dirt in the Dominican Republic, like you don't get to the MLB by saying, no, I don't catch. Or no, I don't pitch. Like you do whatever you got to do. And that doesn't just stop when you make it to the league.
1: Yeah. Something that's like kind of off topic, but I've always been curious about and just been too lazy to look it up. Explain why sometimes there's a DH and sometimes there's not.
2: It's American League and National League, different rules. So,
1: does National League not have a different <clears throat> spot? And why are the two leagues have different rules?
0: So, I don't know the origin of the rule. I Like, for me, it's always just growing up, that's how it is, American League, yeah. DH, National League, no DH. Um, I prefer the DH just because, like, which as a pitcher in college, I didn't have to hit. So like that's just kind of how I grew up with it. Yeah. Uh, I just think it makes for a better game. Like
1: Yeah, I don't see why there isn't a universal DH because I feel like that kind of makes it cool.
0: They've been talking I'm a designated about
1: designated hitter. Yeah. About I know that's hand.
0: one of the big rules that have been getting pushed for. I just think it makes the game better, especially yeah. in a year like this year where batting numbers are at like a like the lowest they've been in like a decade.
1: I love that because not it's not fun to watch, but I just think it's ironic because the past previous – or the previous years, the whole talk has been, are the balls juiced? Mm-hmm. Why have there been astronomically high numbers these past few years? And then all of a sudden, 2021 is a halt.
0: Well, just- I could point it – if you want like, – I'm not going to, but because it's like a super like insider take. But just the way that the approach to hitting – has changed and evolved in the last two to three years because like you're still seeing balls fly out of the park I won't say at the same rate but at quite a high rate at batting averages are just down and strikeouts are up so like which that also has ties hand in hand to the fact that pitching is as good as it's ever been if not the best it's ever been and so now guys know like I'm going to get my pitch less and less and less often. So I better just aim like I am I better optimize my swing to where on the, the times I do run into a baseball, it's going. And I think exactly. I think you're just seeing a shift in the game on the pitching side as well as the uh, hitting side. But yeah, that, that's really the only thing yeah. going on in the MLB got this week.
2: One thing to say, I'll be quick about it, but if you want to get into conspiracies about MLB, we have had some pitchers complain about this mm-hmm. over the past couple of years. MLB owner, or is it Rob Manfred, the commissioner, I think. Yeah. He is the only commissioner who also owns the company that makes the balls for their sport.
0: Mm. And
2: and play pitchers have came out and said they, they think during playoffs, balls change. And from year to year, balls change. And it's possible
0: So that he's doing
2: that for numbers.
0: I haven't heard this, but I – just from being a pitcher and hearing, like, that it's pitchers saying this, I'm inclined to believe it strictly because I know, like, as a pitcher, you can tell when the ball is different. And, like, I played low-level college ball, so I was playing with, like, a different ball every – like different place we would go would have they would supply their own balls whereas mlb you get the same type of ball every game for 162 mm-hmm. games so if they're saying the ball is different i like said i haven't researched this i've never heard this till just now but i promise you if you have multiple pitchers coming out saying the ball is different it's probably the, different
2: the biggest group of complaints you'll find in cheating jokes aside would be the Astros dodgers world series because both teams were hitting everything out of the park. And um, who was that? The pitcher, the Astros just destroyed it. every time he came up to play uh, or to pitch. Uh, mm, it's in a he, he played for the Rangers and things, but we just absolutely destroyed Darvish.
1: him. Darvish, destroyed you Darvish. You Darvish, yes. And yeah. apparently
2: like people who, well, um, he does a lot of, uh, God, I suck at baseball off the dome, but like, wait, he throws a lot of curve balls, I want to say, and it was just, yeah. the way they were saying balls are awful for curveballs
0: yeah i yeah. mean that burlander
2: complained about it everyone
0: that's 100 yeah. true because like i would get balls in college and like there are certain types of balls that you get and like your curveball just doesn't work like whether it be a different type of seam or like the leather is like a little bit like slicker or like like some balls you'll get in the leather will be like softer. And like you can almost kind of like grip the ball like but if like the ball's like super hard or super slick, you can just forget about a breaking ball. So I like that I, I'm gonna have to look into that because yeah I 100 think there's probably truth in that. but yeah before we get out of here that. before we get out of here, we're gonna hit our highs and lows segment. Um, I'm gonna start it off with just a real quick high that i have from the week um as of monday i became the proud owner of a ford ranger a a, ford 2000, ranger. a 2001 ford ranger might i add
1: tell me why you believe that this ford ranger is a beauty because i've always thought they're just ugly as shit i mean they're cool as like rangers
0: I mean, like are little, amazing i, I mean rangers. i feel like
1: it'd be cool as like a little toy truck like a little Go fun play fun. well
0: you've play got fun. it shit. Well, A one number one, affordable.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: And B, add some context. I am transitioning to this Ford Ranger from a Honda Civic.
1: Okay, never mind. All right, <laughs> so it's I'll give you life, that.
0: It's a lifestyle change.
1: I just feel like if you get in a wreck in a Ford Ranger, you're fucked.
0: I mean, it's not much different than my Honda Civic.
1: I mean, your Honda Silverhub probably wouldn't roll over and fly through the air. I don't know, I don't know what you, you
2: going
0: to
2: I, I don't know. In my 95 Ford Ranger, I sideswiped by someone in a big old jacked-up Ram 2500, and my Ranger took like a beast. So.
1: Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well, one of I'll go ahead and hit a couple of my highs real quick. Uh, I submitted my last assignment Monday. It was some final I bullshitted. And hmm. After aver- or going to do with the math, weighing all my averages, weighing all my grades, I finally made the president's list for the first time. Oh, there we go. So stressful, taking three math classes at the same time, finance, statistics, and accounting. Hell yeah. And then a couple piss-off classes. So I was happy about that. And while we're talking about my school, the good old Sam Houston State University is heading to play in the national championship of the SC. FCS Sunday. Ugh, why am I blanking on the team that they're playing?
0: It's first. Versi- did you put it in notes? Uh, you no, did not put it in I said it, notes. I can
1: I can find it right here. But they won. They won by three. They came back. Saturday they played. A friend of mine. I just got off work early, and I went and sat down at the bar. And a friend of mine messaged me and said, "Hey, we're we're ass. We are hot shit." It's twenty four and three. I'm like, oh well. I mean, I'm gonna. I'll still turn the game on at the bar. I don't ever get to see my school play on national TV, so I'm like, fuck it, whatever.
0: Uh, y'all are playing on. South Dakota State.
1: South Dakota State, yeah. They're the first seed or the second seed. Well, I turn the TV on at my job. Touchdown. I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's a little good luck. I turn my TV on. End of the third quarter. I think there was a total of four touchdowns, four or five touchdowns. And it was just insane. Next thing you know, they're up by 10 at the end of the third. James Madison played it close in the fourth quarter, and they had a chance at the very end. They missed a 51-yard field goal, kicked it back to Sam Houston. Sam Houston tried to seal the win. They're already up three at this point, tried to seal the win. They couldn't. So with about 30 seconds left on the clock, they had to kick it back to James Madison. Well, they totally botched it, roughed the kicker, automatic first down. Celebration starts. So now, Frisco, Texas, Sunday, May sixteenth at one o'clock, FCS championship, South Dakota State and Sam Houston.
0: I will not be watching that.
2: I was about to say the same (laughs) same thing. I'm sorry, but I don't care. Yeah,
0: I mean, you might get to see the next. next I get why you get to see the next Trey Lance.
1: No, no, we already beat the next Trey Lance. Sam Houston quarterback actually won Player of the Year. In the or FCS.
0: Might get to see the next Davis Mills.
1: There we go. That's better.
2: I do have one high from this week. In my uh first year ever doing fantasy NBA, I won. Uh had the best overall record, but was tides, so ended up being the third seed, and had to
1: you were second know. seed. Oh no, you're oh, third seed because of the way the playoff the, seeding started. Yeah, because the first so overall. Mine. You were tied for the best record, but in the yeah. playoff seeding, the West Conference mm-hmm. automatically got the second seed. In the so I, by. I,
2: had, I had to beat the sixth overall seed, the second overall seed, and the fourth overall seed or fifth. Sixth.
1: Was, you beat me. I was sixth. Who? What was Diego? Was he fourth or fifth? Diego was four, fifth. Diego's fourth.
2: So, yeah, i I would have ran through everyone. My team was finally healthy, the best team. No one wanted any of the players I had all year, but I had guys like Westbrook and Draymond Green who would average between the two of them 30 and 30 one night. So, I don't know. I,
1: I had promise, and at the very end, my whole team, the injuries – throughout the year, the injuries were like one by one. It was all right. It was enough to get me by and into the playoffs. And then towards the end of the regular season, my team got healthy, and I secured my spot in the playoffs. So, I'm like, all right, cool. The weekend before the cha- or playoff started, injuries, injuries, yeah. injuries, and my team was just fucked from then. Yeah. So I ended up finishing fifth. O- I was sixth seed going into the playoffs, but ended up finishing fifth overall after tying in the after Wiz beat me, it went to consolation. I tied, played the same dude the next week and won, got a fifth place.
2: Well, I got first place and placed in 300 bucks, so I think that's all that matters. Oh, yeah. But $200, you made a deal, dumbass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 225
1: because Eric actually gave me 50. He's really... Oh, Diego's stupid for that. Damn it, Diego. But. Wiz is really
0: trying to play that off and get out of here like he did fucking split the pie. I'm,
1: I know. I'm just like, you You shouldn't. knew you were going to win from the get go. I don't know
2: why. You okay, made deal. I would that say. I was just you being scared. No, because Sunday or no, Monday morning when we made the deal. Um, Embiid was questionable. Ingram was out and Garland is out. Ingram and Garland did not play the entire week. Embiid ended up missing one game, and Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. missed the entire entire week but one game. So, my team was pretty injured, but his stars also had to be. Yeah, miss. yeah. Monday, but Monday morning, seeing the injuries and the, the uh, outs and the day to days on the team, I was like, let me walk away with 100 just in case.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, we'll, we'll finish it off with the lows finish it off nice and sad uh my my one and only low for the week is just having to having to re-record this episode after having to throw away an episode full of great content because one of our co-hosts lives in fucking bumfuck nowhere the oldest town in the state of texas and can't get a fucking megabyte of upload speed
1: Okay, look, I'll go on a mini rant on this topic. I tried my best from the second I heard we're going to switch to Riverside. I'm like, all right, I've got to update my Wi-Fi. I go to Walmart. I'm like, all right, maybe it's my router. Buy a brand new, like $150 Wait, router. I'm like, wh- what do you pay thing. for? How many? So the 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 bill that I'm in, it's, like, it's grandfathered in. So it's supposed to be 1.5 megabits per second. Which even offer? It was it's it's all accurate. It's when DSL first came out, but now the cheapest or the DSL the cheapest package now is like sixty dollars for twenty five megabits per second. I am like, I I'm am not about to pay seventy dollars. No. Ass,
0: you ain't about to pay seventy dollars. I am not
1: paying.
2: I pay sixty a month for six hundred megabits per second. Mm-hmm. I pay
0: fifty yeah, for yeah. one fifty.
1: There's only Windstream in my area in the sticks because suddenly it quote unquote full. Their bandwidth is full, so they can't add anybody to their bandwidth. Oh my God. And so, <laughs> so Windstream is running a monopoly right now. So, it's basically you get what you get and you're gonna fucking pay us. Oh. So, that's why I tried to get a router to upgrade it. It went worse. So, I'm like, shit, I don't know what to do. I went to get an Ethernet cable. Ethernet cable was very slightly better. Well, got a router or a little modem slash router wind stream the top of the line one stolen stole that hooked it up last night and it gave me about like what's what's the story behind
2: that how is is it short how'd you steal that
1: (laughs) so it was really my mom i text her and so her boss they just got they got a nice ass lake house and they wanted top-of-the-line everything. They wanted the top-of-the-line 50 megabits per second out of their house. This story's so... like to a
0: breaking and in internet.
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. So they got the best router they could, whatever. Well, it didn't work. They got another one, didn't work. Another one, didn't work. So they were have, supposed to have all these. or It's not that it didn't work. It was up to their standards. And so they got sent. Those all got sent back. Well, they sent them two routers of the very, very best that they had. And so it was supposed to get sent back. Well, somehow it didn't get sent back. So it was in their office, and I told my mom, I was like, "Hey, you, 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 you'll you snatch that uh, for me next time you're at work." And
0: Hunter's family I, running the black market.
2: Dude, the funniest uh, thing about that story is that he said he wants the best, the best, fifty megabits per second.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the best we. Find. I was. I <laughs> that's thought that the, the lowest riding. plan I can have through my yeah. provider.
1: I. <laughs> I, I I think the lowest – it wasn't – I said 25 megabits. I think the lowest is 30 megabits. But, again, it's still at $70, and the 50 is at, like, 80, and I'm not going to pay. I need to know what – my job gets over 100 megabits per second and then, like, 12 megabits upload. Record so, there. Yeah. Yes, the only thing is my mic will pick up the background noise of the kitchen because there's no insulation between the office and the kitchen. So every time I hear somebody yell, order up, I'd be like – so <laughs> – I'd be talking like this and then all of a sudden have to be my mic like that. Yeah. Well, awful. I guess. But knock on wood, this video, ever since Gooch got his Wi Fi booster.
0: Don't try to put this yeah. back on me. Don't no, 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 no. I'm back. not.
1: I'm not. I'm just saying, even though my Wi Fi is complete dog shit, Gooch went and picked up a Wi Fi booster to help with the Zoom problems. And so that he leads. Cut out this whole episode. Yeah. Got that, that, got that, that leads five. to
2: Milo. Zoom is fucking ass because for some reason, even though Gooch has one hundred fifty megabits per second, he was choppy in the first two episodes here and there. Um, and then, so I looked into uh, how we can record ten eighty on Zoom, and apparently, right now because of COVID and uh, they want to make sure everyone can access Zoom at the same time, they're only allowing ten eighty p recording on a uh, two person Zoom calls.
1: Oh, that's and ass. and you if you it. want
2: that you have to pay whatever is above pro
0: and you have to go
2: yeah you have to have a business account and you have to jump through even more to go through support to get them to activate 1080p recording for you and if
0: you're not a business account they'll only like consider like special Mm -hmm. instances for more than two people Mm recording
2: so So
0: we are going to be trying
2: no we're, we're going to so be the, trying no. other things in the coming weeks yeah we'll, Hunter we'll, needs we'll, to move. We'll find, Hunter, we'll bought, a,
0: a good Hunter bought a $250 4K webcam and he's going to look like a Nintendo <laughs> character once we post this on YouTube.
2: Look like I'm recording with oh 3. Yes. I, I don't know. On my screen, Hunter looks pretty... Y'all, y'all, yeah. Oh yeah, Hunter looks great. So far.
0: But so. as soon as we convert this <laughs> to upload it, yeah, because it converts to 720. No, because
1: my old camera that I returned, it still looked really good when it re-uploaded to YouTube. I looked, it was just, I didn't like the, uh, I was mm-hmm. too bright. What you, I can't think what you call it off the top of my head. Exposure? Yeah, the exposure was off on the camera. There's no way to edit it. With this new camera I got, this autofocus. I love it. The autofocus, it constantly autofocus. So I was able to set it to where I wanted it to and adjust the exposure to it. So I really like where it's at now. I can still play with it. But, I don't know if you saw that Kooch, on your
2: screen, but when Hunter was explaining the autofocus, he was frozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's talking about autofocus. Just
1: uh, oh, mean, we,
0: we start cutting out in the only segment where we talk about how we're not cutting out this episode. Well, yeah.
1: I don't know. That's, that's I, my fault.
2: I think that seems perfect. like a good yeah, stop. We point. are just over an hour, which is perfect. We've been gone way too long on previous episodes, but I don't know. I think that's it. Make sure yeah, to... have fun today. Yeah, it was oh a pretty yeah, pretty great episode. Oh yeah, and we cut out a lot of stuff from last week, and have stuff coming over to next week too. So next week should be pretty fun. Uh, yeah, um, at the mm-hmm. end yeah, of
1: look forward to episode four. It's a great action pact. We're gonna make sure it's still not two hours long. Yeah, it's good. It'll run between an hour and hour and a half. But look forward to it. It to be great debates, great predictions.
0: Mm-hmm. A
1: make sure to follow us on uh, Below
2: 500 Pod. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok right now. Uh, And you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube at Below 500. And if y'all don't have anything else, I think that's it. Peace. Below 500. Peace.